This edition of Speaking Out with Jim Watkins is brought to you by FlatFeeForMeds.com. That's right. Lower prescriptions now with FlatFeeForMeds.com. Sign up and save. Every once in a while, I look back at my stack of stuff and I find, man, I didn't even get into that story and I should have. That's a big one. And I got a whole bunch of stuff in my daily stack that, uh, for example, there's a, a report out. I mean, this is stuff that just goes by you and, and it's like it's hurling right past you. And it's important stuff. And with everything being so 24-hour news cycle, like here's one. Headline reads from the Epoch Times, email reveals why CDC didn't issue alert on COVID vaccines and myocarditis. It reads, the nation's top health agencies did not send an alert on COVID-19 vaccines and heart inflammation because officials were concerned they would cause panic. According to an email obtained by the Epoch Times, and this was, when was this? It's the 27th of January. The U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention in 2021 drafted an alert. And they linked to the article for heart inflammation or myocarditis and the Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna COVID-19 vaccines. Officials prepared to release it to the public, taking steps, including having the agency director re- review the language according to internal documents. The alert would have been sent through the CDC's health alert system, which goes to state and local officials, as well as doctors across the country. And in big, black, bold letters, it says the alert was never sent. In a May uh, 2021 email exclusively obtained by the Epoch Times, a CDC official revealed why some officials were against sending the alert. Quote, the pros and cons of an official HAN are what the main discussions are right now, says Dr. Sarah Oliver. The official wrote in the emissive, quote, I think it's likely to be a H-A-N, since that is CDC's primary method of communications to clinicians and public health departments, but people don't want to appear alarmist either. So obviously they were worried about the link between myocarditis and the vaccines, and they did not want to dissuade people from taking the vaccine, which they would have. And by the way, that information came out anyway. It was surfacing in news journals that weren't being quashed by Facebook. Uh, It was a concerted effort to not let people know about the dangers of the vaccines. Now, short term, maybe it would have turned off people to the vaccines and should have gotten a vaccine. But the long term is you broke the trust of your patients. I was just talking to someone the other day that said that they went to their doctor. Oh, I saw it on, on I think it was uh, NBC. It was, it was horrible. It was this little girl. She was nine years old. Her parents were pro-vaccine. And she went and got her vaccine. And she's turning into a vegetable because it just ruined her nervous system. Her central nervous system has been completely devastated by whatever the element is in that vaccine. It just didn't sit well with her. It's the most tragic thing. 
And and the thing is, is that she, the mother said that when they go back to the doctors, the doctors refuse to admit or or see the link between the vaccines and the uh, the side effects. Now, what's interesting about this is that when the government is telling the doctors you can't have a conversation with your patient, then who is the doctor working for? The doctor's working for the government. And we read this in, uh, in uh, I think it's uh, Robert Stasi's book, The Myth of Mental Illness. He, he goes into what happened when Russia uh, became the issuer of, of medicine and health, when Russia took over the health system in the early 30s and 40s and 50s. And he said, as soon as the government took over health care, everything became cost-related. How much time you spend with the patient, how much of your energy you give to the patient, how you treat the patient, it all comes down to cost. And what's happened now with Obamacare? Who is your doctor working for? And particularly during the COVID uh, pandemic, who was the doctor working for? It wasn't you. It was to keep their license because their license could be pulled if they said the wrong thing. And now that same thing is happening with the growing concerns over the links between transgenderism and violence. And this comes by way of Darlene McCormick Sanchez via the Epoch Times. Mental health issues that manifest in gender confusion combined with potent cross-sex hormones can be a recipe for violence, some experts have said. Uh, Darlene writes, 37 public mass shootings from 2018 through 2023. Two were carried out by gender-confused individuals, according to John Lott, president of the Crime Prevention Research Center. Three additional shootings were carried out by gender-confused individuals that resulted in fewer than four victims. So they define a mass shooting by saying at least four people died. If it's less than that, it's not considered a mass shooting. So just so you understand that. Uh, the case that had received the most intense media scrutiny is Audrey Hale the one who went on a killing spree in March of 23 at the Covenant School, a Christian school. She gunned down nine three-year-olds and three adults before police shot and killed her. Ms. Hale identified as a transgender man. Ten months after this uh, heinous act, according to Darlene, a clear picture of Ms. Hale's motive remains unclear. Now, there are, have been other cases. Uh, on January 4th, at, at Perry Middle School, we saw it just recently, involving a 17-year-old who reportedly used the hashtag gender fluid to describe himself on social media. In 2018, a woman who identified as a man gunned down three co-workers and injured three others outside Rite Aid in Aberdeen, Maryland. 2019, 17-year-old Maya Alec McKinney, a woman identifying as a man, was one of two Colorado students charged in a shooting that killed one person and injured eight at Highlands Ranch Charter near Denver. Um, so it's interesting to note that right now in the United States, according to the U.S. Census, there are estimated to be uh, 1.6 million people who identify as transgender in the United States. So that represents 0.6% of the population. And although 0.6% of the 13 and older population identify as transgender, 
5.4% of the mass shootings involve gender-confused individuals. So you understand the math there. The number of people who identify as transgender represents 0.6% of the population, yet 5.4% of the mass shootings, and not including mass shootings, but shootings of less than four people, represents 5.4%. So a higher percentage of people who identify as transgender are committing many of these mass shootings. So why is that? Well, if the CDC was smart and they did their job, they would tell us that it's probably because of the medication. It's always about the medication. If you watch now, they're pushing this new Paxlovid, which is on TV now every 30 seconds. And that is supposed to be the drug that you get. It's an oral drug. It's a pill. And it's supposed to keep you safe in case you get COVID. So you get COVID. And now it's, by the way, made by Pfizer, the same company that gave you the vaccine. And it is, it is supposed to keep you from getting too sick. Uh, I guess it's kind of like an aspirin that keeps you from getting too much of a headache. It doesn't prevent you from getting COVID, but it prevents you from getting sick. Now, I've done a little bit of research on how that process takes place, and it has to do with proteins and creating a block so that the spikes can't get in and nestle themselves inside of your cells and your blood cells. But they, the thing is, my point is that they list the side effects of Paxlovid. So they list the side effects of Paxlovid to treat COVID-19, but they won't list the side effects associated with the vaccine for COVID-19. Well, why is that? Well, because if they did, then people wouldn't take the vaccine because the list would include miscarriages, heart attacks, uh, what is it, thrombocytosis, uh, early onset dementia, long COVID. There's a whole list. Uh, myocarditis, as, as mentioned, heart attacks, um, Bell's palsy, which is when your face, you get the droops. You ever seen people, they get the droops. Uh, and, and then also shingles. Shingles and cancers are up in the United States. Deaths in Germany are up 25% year over year since they started rolling out COVID vaccines. And the thing is, they don't want to tell you the truth because they're afraid that if you hear the truth, you won't take the vaccine. Now, who is your doctor working for? The government, because if they tell you this stuff, they risk having the government take away their license. And that's when you have a compromise. That's when you have uh, the person you're supposed to trust is working for somebody else. Now, they may act like your doctor, but they're not telling you certain things. And that's wrong. And I, I, I don't know why. Am I just the lone voice here? Am I the only one that cares about this stuff? Am I supposed to shh, be quiet, don't say anything because you might upset people, you might turn them off? Well, I'm sorry, folks, but the truth is the truth. And what we have here is a situation where we're not being told the truth. And if, if the system is broken, how do we fix it? That's the question. If the system is broken, how do we fix it? By telling the truth. All right, it's going to do it. See you at 24 hours. Don't forget the website, jimwatkins1.com. And you've been listening to Speaking Out, Jim Watkins. See you at 24 hours.